to the Whistle Way Podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi, uh, here in San Diego with EXP Realty. Hello, I'm Thomas Conyers uh, with Whistle Realty Media Team. Yes. So today we also have in a, San Diego. Sorry. Also in San Diego, we have a different episode. I am interviewing uh, one of our photographers that we have on team. There's three of us total, uh, and we were looking around at what people were saying, and um, we wanted to kind of help those of you that are having listings get the most out of your listing photographs. So, uh, like Kyle always enters it, I will try to do my best. The Whistle Way Podcast is where we. Um, come on hopefully in a 30 minute or less episode and kind of let you know what's working for our business what we have learned um i don't know it's a podcast about real estate and stuff you're killing it god that's bad all right kyle's gonna see this and he's gonna make fun of me anyway um if uh you guys like the show you guys want to share this don't share the first couple minutes obviously um, you can find us on thewhistleway.com. Uh, from there, you can subscri- subscribe to our YouTube channel, our podcast, join our referral network, ask a question directly, or join our Facebook group, um, thewhistleway.com. So, yeah. Nailed it. That was rough. Nailed it in one. Eh, one and a half. As so, far as everyone else will know. <laughs> thanks, Tom. You're welcome. So, Tom, uh, you have been with the team for over two years, correct? Yeah, almost three years. Almost three years. And so, since from the beginning of that, you have been doing photographs almost from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing photos for the team for six years. And so, we have developed a bit of a system, a bit of a structure um, to help our agents, help our listing coordinator, help our sellers really get the most out of the time it takes us to be there. So really to help minimize our time, um, so which also minimizes the time that the seller is inconvenienced as we're there, um, as well as maximize the, the value of the product when it comes to listing photography. So what are some of your tips that you can give to the agents listening on something, let's start with one and we'll go back and forth, about what they can do to help get the best out of their listing photographer and therefore your listing photographs. Yeah. So. Um, I think the biggest thing that we've been trying to work on, especially over this last year, is using, so we use Acuity, right, to book our shoots. Yep, um, acuity.com, and if you guys haven't, if you guys want to learn more about that, I did a previous widget on it. Should should come out tomorrow on YouTube. Cool. Um, but one thing I think we've been trying to push for, because, right, you can select, oh, I want drone, or hey, I want this, and you can select all the different nuances you want, but um, having the agents actually use the notes section in there, right? Um, we were running into issues, right? We're like, oh, I shot the house and I shot it like normal. And then I would get back and they'd be like, oh, you didn't shoot the stairs or, hey, you didn't highlight this thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, totally something that you could shoot, right? But without me knowing it's something you want highlighted, I, I, as a photographer, I wouldn't normally go and shoot the stairs. So like, I think over the year, it's a big push we've made like, hey, like, especially for drone, right? Like, okay, I'm shooting drone. I'm getting permission to fly it. Like, what do you want highlighted with drone? You know, yeah. so using the notes, so, having so, agents tell you. So great. So what I hear you saying is having communications on both sides. And again, we're the, we're an in-house team where I think it's a little different than most. But if you are hiring someone that you've never worked with before or you're hiring, hiring a big company that has different photographers come out, um, maybe one, ask them, what do you typically shoot? Uh, so that way they can say, I shoot the interior, the exterior, the, all the bedrooms, all the bathrooms. And you may notice, hey, they didn't say anything about a closet there. And I really want this closet photographed. Um, and then also as an, on the agent side, being more, very specific of 
the the homeowner really loves the grand entrance here and they really want this highlighted so that way the photographer knows the first time how to shoot what what you have already discussed with the the homeowner is that what i hear you say yeah nailed it cool Good summary. What about you? What's something you find important? So I think I'm going to break it back to the very beginning, and you kind of brought this up, is um, whether you're – and I I think this is actually kind of in in line with it, but communicating with the seller based on what your photographer offers. So we here at the Whistle Team in San Diego offer uh, photos. We offer drone. We offer video. We offer photo slideshow. We offer elevated photos. We offer 360 photos. We we have – a of a, a wide variety, um, but make sure you know what your photographer offers before you start talking to your seller about it, um, and, and and you know what it's going to cost, so you can kind of prepare for that. For example, don't don't say, "Oh, we're going to be doing um, drone, drone," and either your photographer doesn't offer it, or it's in a no-fly zone. Like we can't fly downtown San Diego; they won't let us. There's an airport there, um, so. So knowing what they offer and what they can offer and, and kind of setting those expectations with your seller of um, and anyone that's listening, you should probably do this. Never promise drone. Always say, hey, look, if it's allowed and they can get the, the approval, we can fly it. Um, but but kind of knowing the op- the offerings first. Yeah. All right. What about you, Tom? Next one. Uh, I guess kind of going off of that, setting the expectations of what to like how to prep your home. Right. Oh, good. With the seller. With the seller. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like you go. Okay. Cool. So photos are booked. Your photographer is going to come. So good luck. And it's like, no. There, there needs to be like a checklist. There needs to be a, like, hey, like you know, your photographer is going to come. Make sure your windows are open, lights are on. Cars. We should make a checklist. We should make a checklist. This would be something easy that we could do. Yeah, and share with uh, all the so, lovely fans. So yeah, we'll do that. Um, but let's let's go through the things that we like. So you said windows are open, lights on. So by by what Tom means is windows are open. Like Everyone likes to do different things. Blinds up. Blinds up and actually windows closed. Right. So we don't have the two panes of glass and the no panes of glass. Or so, like a screen door yep. doubled up. Yeah. So so Unless blinds it's all the way up. shutters or something like that then. Plantation shutters, yeah. Yeah. Um, lights on. Yes. Yep. All, all all the lights, please. Under cabinet light Everything. Some photographers don't like lights on, mm-hmm. but I'd rather have all the lights on and turn off the ones I want rather than the other way around. So good. Um, move cars out of driveway. Yep. Park them in the garage or down the street. Yep. Um, just get them moved. Good. Uh, declutter is yep. another one, right? You want to, if we can clean off those countertops, you know, clean up the kids' toys or, you know, the dog's beds, the dog bowls. Just I, like 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 you would do for an open house right. or a showing. Yep. Hide the trash can, all that stuff. Yep. Um, what's some other ones we have? Fans off. Fans off, yes. Uh, I hate fans. Just turn off fans. Um, a big pet peeve of mine is uh, the, what is it called? The the pool cleaner hose. Oh, the, like the pool hose? Yeah, remove I that. Hate, I hate that. I, don't, I, I always Photoshop it out, but mm-hmm. I can't Photoshop it out in video. I just, that's a pet peeve of mine. And it's a good thing, to, to, like if they take it out earlier and it drips water on the cement, then it dries up by the time... The photographer gets there, or by the time they get out to the backyard to shoot. Yep. Um, pets put away. Uh, it's a pain to Photoshop out a cat or a dog's chasing the drone. Mm-hmm. If you can put them in the garage or out on a walk or whatever, that's great. Yep. Um, if you can, clean windows and maybe mirrors. Okay, that's a good uh, one. Especially um, for photographers that use like flash. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, watermarks on mirrors 
you see them, you know. So yep. Yeah, definitely just give them a quick little scrub down with some Windex. Cool. Um, what I would say doesn't make that much of a difference, and that I've, I've been standing there at watching a seller, unless it's filthy, typically vacuuming doesn't matter. Oh, like the vacuum lines? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've had sellers like, oh, let me vacuum real quick. I'm like, literally, it looks the same. So typically, that doesn't matter. Again, unless it's filthy, uh, mopping, doing a light dusting, none of those things typically make much. Now, if you had to do a deep clean, that's going to make a big difference. But saying, oh, let's push it a half an hour because the homeowner wants to vacuum, not typically going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, where do you stand on spraying down, like, the sidewalk? I don't like or, it. I don't like it either. So one thing, and again, if, if your seller kind of looks at it and goes, oh, I saw that they recommend on photography of houses in real estate I think in the U.S. It, I think it com. comes up in, like, the search results. Yeah. Of how to make my house photograph well. Yeah, and they say, you know, wet down the driveway or the sidewalks. Um, I think it works in certain situations. Uh, here in San Diego, it gets really hot during the summer. So I've literally had people wet it down, and by the time I'm halfway through photographing the exterior, you get dry patches and you get puddles, and it looks bad. So I'm, I'm not a fan. Like, in the right situations, it can look really cool. I think it's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, I would say the best time to use that, um, right? Because they do this in movies, right? They wet down the streets. Yep. And they wet down the streets to get that, like, nice reflection and glow from the street lamps. Or So if you're doing a twilight for a house at night, right, that has a lot of, like, exterior light or a lot of big windows where you can, you can get that glow and that reflection. And yeah, and, like a, like, a nice driveway or something where... That's the only time yeah. that I think it's that it's feasible. Otherwise, I say I don't even mess with Other it. Other time, yeah. It's, but again, if, if they ask me and I'm there, I'm like, don't don't worry about it because I don't want to have to Photoshop out a puddle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather have a dry dry driveway than a puddle. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like that's pretty much on our checklist, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, another thing would be when you're saying that checklist, being like, hey, this is how you prep, and you're setting expectations. Set the expectations of how long the photographer is going to be there. So I said set realistic expectations with sellers. So yes. one, how long the photographer is going to be there? Because there's nothing worse than us showing up as the photographer and they say, hey, I got to go in 20 minutes. Will you be done? And I'm like, I'm here for four hours. Like, I got the full package. I'm yeah. Um, or, again, in the same vein of setting realistic expectations, don't text your photographer that just did – Photos, full motion, twilight shoot, drone at 8.30 as they're driving home. Hey, is this going to be done today? Because it's not. Um, it takes a – and, again, this is something that you're going to want to know before you you talk to the seller um, of when the photos are going to be turned around. We have our our turnaround time is next day, um, next for, business day. Yeah. Um, some people – some places do next day no matter what because they outsource to the Philippines or they do it whatever – um, but knowing when when you can expect that, so that way you don't tell your seller, oh yeah, we'll go live on the market first thing tomorrow morning. First thing tomorrow morning is a Saturday morning. The photographer is out until nine thirty shooting your house. They're not. They don't expect to get the photos to you till Monday evening. So just know that I think is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also like because as a home seller, you you know you're like oh the photographer's coming, he's just going to snap photos. They're not expecting you to sit there with a tripod set up, flash it you know, all these different flashes and things. Like, they're thinking, oh, just snap and leave. When, you know, you set each a room can take you 10, 15 minutes, depending on the amount of angles or how much flashes or, you know, brackets you need to do. Yep. 
So. And, and a, a simple rule of thumb. So I guess we could probably we probably should have started with there's different ways to take photographs, right? There is. You you can and we've all seen I think all of these ways, right? You can take it with your cell phone. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the perfect situation, some of those photos look fine, look good, great. especially great. with the new iPhones. Right. Some of the stuff I've seen out there, I'm like, that that's phenomenal. It has to be the right conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've all seen, for every one phenomenal phenomenal photo, anyone that's listening to here has seen a thousand horrible cell phone photos, right? So there's that way. Uh, the next way is using a fancier camera, but that's it for your gear. Uh, usually we see this as um, either an agent who bought a $500, $1,000 camera or their assistant, and they say, hey, take some pictures. Better quality photos typically, mm -hmm. um, but still you're not going to get that light, airy, bright feeling or seeing through the windows, right? So that's kind of the next one. And actually, at this day and age, I bet you the cell phone takes better interior photos than just a, a entry-level DSLR. I can see it. The next level I would consider is kind of our HDR photography. Mm -hmm. It stands for high dynamic range. And what that does is it takes a, a bracket of image, a multitude of image images, and then auto-blends it in a program, either in the camera or on Photoshop, and just as some kind of auto blending, uh, this is typically you can get a faster turnaround time, um, but you you sacrifice quality and you'll really typically see uh, oversaturated images. Um, you'll see a, a haze around the windows, um, either the, through the windows themselves or kind of around the windows. Um, this is why I say turn fans off because you take multiple images and the blades are moving. You'll get some weird... It's called artifacting or ghosting. It's actually ghosting. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next layer is what, what we do. And it, it, depending on how skilled your photographer is, this can be better or worse than HDR. Yes. But this is it's a manual blend of HDR. So what we're doing is we're taking multiple exposures, utilizing flash to, to fill in the corners, give you that nice, airy, bright look, uh, that nice, crisp look out the windows. Um, but then going in in Photoshop and hand blending each image to, to take the pieces you like from them. So I think knowing what type of photography your photographer is going to be doing um, will help you understand why it's taking the time it does. Yeah. So if they do the full hand blending, you can expect the editing to take a little longer than if they're taking it with their photo or with their cell phone and sending you the, the photo. Yeah, I've also seen photographers that do like the HDR method shoot a whole house in 30 minutes, right? Because yep. they're like, boom, do do done. Where us, I think we average hour, hour and a half, depending on size of home. Yep, um, size of the home and how open it is. It, it's surprisingly, the more open the home, the more open concept, the longer it takes to photograph. Because mm -hmm. more layers, yep. right? Um, yeah, so it's just like the type of photography is going to dictate how long they're there. Uh, also, we now uh, help our listing managers. Um, oh, good call. With... Uh, filling out our listing input form input forms yes so now we take measurements of the rooms um, we also do 360 tour yeah so what I want to kind of dive in on the listing input form mm -hmm. a little bit more uh, what we used to do is we'd have our photographer and our listing coordinator go to every property well San Diego is fairly large so we have to drive anywhere from five minutes to an hour and a half to get to a listing sometimes um, and so we were realizing having two people drive an hour or 45 minutes to a listing just isn't feasible. It's, it's not a scalable way to grow. Yeah, it's a waste of time. So yeah. what we did is we took the listing, the 14-page listing input form, and we broke it down by 
what needs to be done at the property, and we added that to the photographer's list. Mm -hmm. What needs to be done kind of that you can't see at the property, that's our listing coordinator's task. And that's going to include some of the stuff that they can tell by the photographs or that they have to call HOA for or they have to call the seller for. Right. Right. Hey, is is your solar leased? There's no way as a photographer we can figure that out if the seller's not home. So some of those things are still on our listing coordinator, but things like measuring the rooms, um, smoke detectors, smoke detectors, carbon monoxide, gas or electric. Yep. Type of roof. Yep. I, I've learned a lot since starting <laughs> this. Um, so that's another thing that uh, maybe if you're looking for a new photographer, that could be something you can ask if they can do. Uh, if if people are fighting for for your business, hey, is this something you offer? So some some other. Th- so again. Let's talk about the things we offer. Uh, photographs. Photographs. Uh, daytime and twilight. Yep. Uh, we offer drone. Drone, photo, and video. Mm-hmm. We haven't uh, touched video. We offer, okay. vi- we offer video. Video, full motion video full motion. or photo slideshow, depending on how how the house is and how we want to include it. Um, uh, what else? Listing? Like the, the listing, listing input, input form. form. Uh, uh, we do scans. Yep, the Zillow 3D tours. Mm-hmm. With floor plans. Floor plans. Um, so these also, are. All, we can also do Matterport. Yep. Um, so these are all things to kind of think about. Some other things that I would recommend to get the best out of your uh, photos. And I'm sorry, guys, if we're going a little all over the place. Uh, we don't have a, a very succinct timeline, but I think you guys can piece a lot of this together. Yeah, and I mean, if you have more questions, you can hit Brian or I up in the group chat or. You know, yeah, yeah. Hit us up in, on the Facebook group, like, thewhistleway.com. Hey, like, we'll, we'll lead you there. Looking to hire a photographer. This is what they offer. Is this kind of willing? Yep. Yeah. We'll grab a look at it. Um, a- another thing that we do for our sellers uh, that really helps us as the photographers is we have our uh, in-house stager actually go and check out the the home. Now, depending on your relationship with your staging company, which is decided on how often you use them, how often you pay, you know. Um, some staging uh, professionals will charge a, a consult fee, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 500 whatever. Um, some will uh, do it for free. And they'll say, hey, you, get, you book nine stagings a week with us. We're going to do staging consults for free because they, they get to kind of help sell their services. And sometimes what they do, like if the home is already lived in, they don't have to, they're not going to say, okay, we're going to put in our table here and our couches there, but they can give recommendations on, hey, declutter this, take out the books out of here, and really help the homeowner set their home up, not only the best for photos, but also the best for for in-person showing so people can kind of envision themselves there. So having a staging console is super important. Um, and again, it's a, it's a relatively small fee, and it's another um, differentiation point. Yeah, makes it look more lived in. I, I I mean, speaking as a photographer, my favorite to shoot are vacant staged homes, right? Yes. Vacant homes are nice, but like there's there's no there's nothing to it, right? There's no contrast in a room. I mean, you get to see like, okay, this room looks nice, or okay, the kitchen looks cool, the cabinets I like, you know. But when it's staged, you kind of it helps the person visualize like, oh yeah, this is kind of how my stuff would fit in this place. Yep. Um, now, what's your thought on virtual staging? I've seen some really good virtual staging. Now, I, go ahead. Yeah, so like I've seen some really nice virtual staging. I'm like, oh, that looks great. Um, 
And then it's also seen somewhere. I'm like, oh, that looks really bad. Like <laughs> it's clip art. Yeah, <laughs> and the lighting just is like not matching with the lighting of the room. It just yeah. kind of. So if it's done well, then I don't see a problem with it. I think the issue comes in when like I see a lot of this. I see a lot of this with like new construction homes where it's like a really nice 3D rendering where you're like, wow, this looks great. Like this backyard's amazing. And then you swipe over and you see that like the backyard's not finished at all. And you're yeah. like, oh. And and it's funny, Kyle and I have gone back and forth on this about virtual staging. Um, and I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. I, I, he doesn't like the idea of doing virtual staging and then you show up and you go, oh, none of the stuff is here. And it gives you kind of that immediate, I don't know if this isn't the right word, but this dissonance of, oh, I really liked it there and now I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I can't see what it looks like in person. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm iffy on it. What I'm a big fan of real staging, especially if you can get the price right, if you find someone that you work with consistently and get the price right, because then not only does it look great in photos, but it also looks great in person. When you do showings, when you do open houses, it's going to show well, just as well as we did it on photos. And virtual staging typically isn't very cheap. Yeah. Um, cool. I think that was that was kind of an out-of-order mishmash of... of of what we do for photography, but yeah, like our brain dump on it. Three years of, of I, and like the funny thing too, right? Is like when I started three years ago to where we are now, it's very different. So I'm sure how Brian started six years ago. Don't don't find my early photos. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's one of those processes as everything, right? It continues to get improved on and tweaked. Yeah. Um, but I hope I hope at least with this like brain vomit is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Um, there's some nuggets in there of what you should look for in a good photographer. Because um, I'm a firm believer in a picture sells a house, right? Especially. I'm a firm believer in a picture sells the, the showing. Yeah. Right? Like, you're Be- like I need because to see this house. If you get to the house, you photograph the house, but you don't, you you obviously don't show the freeway that's right next door or the crackhead that, that lives downstairs. Like, the picture's not going to sell the house, but it sells the showing, and, mm-hmm. and the showing is where you get to sell the house. Where you can come in and, yeah, and be like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully these give you some things to look for in a good photographer. Maybe someone, you know, you can reliably be like, oh, okay, this person offers these things at this value. That's probably someone I want to keep in my Rolodex. Rolodex? Yep. A Rolodex is still a thing? Nope. Um, I know what it is, but no. No. Um, but, yeah, I and hopefully this uh, this gives you some kind of – feedback on how to prep your your seller better so that way they can be less inconvenienced have better photos um, and your photographer will be happier that's yeah. the most important thing that's the most important thing <laughs> happy photographer happy life yes so as we move into our next segment of the show the whistle widget of the week this is something we like to share that saves us time makes us money or just fun we like to I don't know, that's it i'm trying to add to it <laughs> that's it uh, Tom, what do you have your do you have a widget? I got a widget. Okay, Tom, tell me about your widget. You forget I haven't done a hundred of these, so I have all the gadgets. That's to true. Talk about. <laughs> uh, so my widget is uh, an item that helps not only organize your keys, but helps you not never lose them. Okay. Um, and it's uh, by a company called KeySmart. It's this little fob-like thing device um, that you screw unscrew apart and put your keys in. And so your keys can like fold out like a Swiss Army knife. 
Yeah, so it, l- it looks like a Swiss Army knife, yeah. uh, but instead of knives and toothpicks, it's your keys. My keys. Uh, it comes with a bottle opener. It's not a very great bottle opener, but it holds my fob, which I like. Um, but what I really like about it, too, is this front tile here is, well, tile, if you're familiar with the company. Um, it's basically you hook it up to an app, and you can use the app and ping your tile. It makes a noise or helps you find it on your phone if you're in the area, um, so you can never lose your keys. Yeah, it's it's a clever idea. It's it's combined. It's uh, what is it? Compact. Compact. Yeah. You're not gonna stab yourself with your keys as you put your hands in your pocket. No. How it's, much does one of those run? Uh, so I got this off the Kickstarter. Okay. When it first was coming out, and I think I paid like forty bucks. Okay. Uh, they just started a Key Smart Two Kickstarter that might have just started wrapping up. Um, that's kind of cool. That uh, I'm kind of looking into as well. But so far, I've really liked it. Um, oh, it also has a little flashlight. And I charge this about, what would I say, like three, three weeks? Three weeks or so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, sometimes because I forget. There's a fun little sound. Fun little sound. Yeah. Cool. Key smart. Uh, my widget this week is a way to add some interesting dimension, interesting color to your, uh, to your media, um, whether it be photo or video. We're using this right now as we build out Kyle's YouTube studio in his office. Um, but they are uh, colored gels. And what you do, let me show you real quick. If, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can see this. If you're listening on the podcast, let me try and explain. Uh, but they're just different colors of clear kind of plastic that you over, you put in front of a light. And what it'll do, so I have, I have orange, I have blue, I have pink and green and yellow and red and purple. Um, but what you do is you put this in front of the light and then it will change the color of the light. I love using these uh, not in property photographs. Uh, that would be, we could probably use the orange on the inside. Um, but I like using these for video, for, for lighting the background, for um, not typically lighting people, but like a, a kicker light, a hair light, just to add some interesting dimension, some, some yeah, cool add color. Some dimension. Um, they're also used for, say, you're shooting somewhere that's, very blue, then you can use the CTO to help. You know, the opposite. Opposite. If it's very orange in the background, you would use the orange one, the CTO, to make sure that you are the same color as the background. Yes. So it has a. Yeah, it's, I was just talking to uh, Barry with Wailopo about that today. So, anyways, that's my widget. Uh, I think there's 10 sheets. I got them for like 11, 12 bucks on Amazon. And uh, there. So, thank you guys so much for watching the show, thewhistleway.com. You can ask your question. You can. Uh, join our Facebook. You can join our YouTube. You can join our referral network. So when people say, hey, I'm moving out of San Diego and I need an agent, we got you. Yep. Um, and you can subscribe to the podcast. Yep. Uh, also hit us up there. Uh, where? Where should I hit you up for a checklist for photography? I don't have it yet. Okay. Uh, we'll put it in the link on the YouTube video and uh, we'll put it up on the whistleway dot or on uh, our Facebook group as well. I like this. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye.